The new sponsor for the month of May for both the Shepherd's Crook and the Fruitful and Fearless podcast is Reformation Coffee Company. Reformation Coffee is a small specialty coffee roaster in southwest Missouri that puts time and attention into high-quality, fresh-roasted coffee all to the glory of God. They seek to glorify God and point to His glory through a company that provides coffee to the best of their ability. Their tagline is, Reform Your Coffee Experience, because they want you to know that your coffee can be better. They are also happy to provide a superior alternative to that of the God-hating coffee giants who don't care about you. Right now, they offer three origins of whole bean coffee, Guatemalan, Brazilian, and Ethiopian. They recently started offering five-pound bulk coffee beans for churches. Email them at reformationcoffee at gmail.com for more details. You can visit them at reformationcoffee.com, on Instagram at Reformation Coffee Company, and on Twitter at Reformed Coffee. Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. The Shepherd's Crook exists to provide care, counsel, and resources for pastors. You can get more information at theshepherdscrook.co. My name is Jared Sparks, and I'm a pastor coming alongside other pastors, reminding them of the chief pastor. Welcome back to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. I hope you all are doing well today. Really excited to be back home. We were gone this weekend to the intensive which was our trip to Eminence, Missouri. We ended up having about 40 guys there. We had a great time. Really want to encourage you guys to get there if you can. Next year, May 11th, 12th, 13th, I believe is the date. Obviously, as the year rolls on, we'll get some more information to you. But one of the guys that was there was Brandon from Reformation Coffee, and they happened to be the sponsor of the month for the month of May. So go ahead and jump on Reformation Coffee, follow the links in the show notes, and pick up some coffee from them. There's also a great giveaway going on this month for the whole month, so you want to make sure and sign up for that as well. We are continuing our series today on regulative principle pastoring, and I want to lay out for you guys, this is the uh, point three, which is going to be prayer and ministry of the word. When we're talking about pastoral priorities, what has the Bible prescribed a pastor to be and do? We've already talked about knowing the Lord, humbly walking with, uh, with him and before others, knowing the gospel well. And then last week we talked about shepherding your family well, I think it was two, two weeks ago now. And then today... We're talking about prayer and ministry of the Word. These are staples in pastoral ministry that God has prescribed for us that are not ever going anywhere. We don't need to be innovative. We need to be biblical. And so as pastors, we need to be in the Word, preaching the Word, discipling with the Word, and doing all that we can to, uh, to walk with the Lord in prayer. So let's go ahead and start with that. Since our time is devoted to prayer and ministry of the Word this week, that's what we're talking about. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this time. We ask for blessing upon it. I pray you'd help me as we're working through uh, Acts chapter 6. And Lord, we pray that this uh, would be deep and just just seared into our hearts as, as pastors, that we would be committed to preaching your word, that we'd be committed to talking with you, to hearing you speak, and then responding to you in prayer. Lead us during this time. I trust you will. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. See these hats? We have these, avail- these available. If you're not watching on if you're, uh, if you're listening and not watching on Gab, I'm wearing a Shepherd's Crook hat right now that is available for purchase. You can purchase that at the website, reach out to me on Instagram or something like that, and then I'll send it to you. And we also have uh, mugs, glass mugs, that I'll show some pictures of on the internet as well. And you'll be seeing those floating around. If you want to buy those, pick up those. I'll, I'll certainly send those to you. Let me adjust this hat real quick because it kind of looks funny on me right now. And then we'll be going. Okay, Acts chapter 6. You guys know this well. This is uh, the installation of deacons passage. 
well, what most people think is the installation of Deacon's Passage. But what was happening is there was a group of Hellenists who were uh, being neglected. It was their widows being neglected in the daily distributions. As food was going out, these widows were being neglected. And so the twelve summoned the full numbers of the disciples. So everybody in Jerusalem, let's get everybody together and let's address this need. And what they said is they, they said it was not right that they should give up preaching of the word to serve tables. So these apostles were approachable. This is another side note here that pastors must be approachable. So the apostle here is in some ways doing the work of an elder. And so what's happening in Acts 6, you know, Peter calls himself a fellow elder in 1 Peter chapter 5. And so Peter saw himself as not just an apostle, but also a pastor as an elder. And so these are one-to-one here, like preaching the word in prayer. It's not something that was isolated for the apostles and not for the elders. Because we see Paul charging Timothy, preach the word in season and out. That, that priority of preaching the word is always there. And so when we see this, we have to be thinking, okay, there, there's a priority here. If there are needs in front of us, the Hellenistic widows were neglected in the daily distribution. And it would have been wrong for the apostles to go out and to meet that need because for them to go meet that need, that would require them to neglect this ministry of the word. And so they recognized the primary need of that is going to have to be filled by somebody else. So they wanted to delegate this authority. So here, the story keeps going. Therefore, brothers, pick out from among you seven men of good repute, full of the spirit and of wisdom, whom we will appoint to this duty. But we will devote ourselves to prayer and ministry of the word. There it is. There's the, there's the bullseye of today. Pastors are devoted to prayer and ministry of the word. Let's start with prayer. We've seen this down through biographies in, in you know, Christian history, where good men, godly men, are men of prayer. You know, Spurgeon said something that I think is really helpful. He said that, I never pray more than 10 minutes. And it, you know, it, was a, it was a Spurgeon quote, so I mean, he's, he's doing something. It's, it's kind of shock jock, but in the best sort of way. He goes on to say, but I no, never go more than 10 minutes without praying. Spurgeon was in regular communion with God. It was prayer. As he goes and as he was going, he was praying. He was talking to his Heavenly Father. Now, there are some guys that do spend an hour in prayer a day. And it's an hour of designated prayer in the morning or in the evening or somewhere in, throughout their day that their schedule allows. And they have a devoted time to prayer like that. And I want to encourage that. I think that's a great thing. And then there are other guys that are kind of like Spurgeon. I never go more than 10 minutes of prayer. Uh, uh, I never pray more than 10 minutes, but I never go 10 minutes without prayer kind of thing. It, all this to say, men, this is not just for pastors. We pray. Christians pray. We talk to our Heavenly Father. We're reading through our Bible reading plan, whatever that Bible reading plan is, and then we're talking with God. We're thinking about our life and all around us, what's going on, who's in our life. We're thinking about our family, we're praying for them. We're thinking about our elder team, we're praying for them. We're thinking about our church, we're praying for them. We're thinking about our city, and we're praying for them. We are people of prayer. And the caution is, make sure that your prayer life is both private and public. So we're going to be publicly praying all the time as pastors. Everybody's looking to us when it's dinner time. Everybody's looking to us when it's a church event. Everybody's looking to us when it's you know a family event beyond that. And they're asking us, hey, we, we pray for us, pray over the meal, pray for this situation or that situation, or over this sick person or that sick person, or over uh, this uh, you know sad person or that sad person, that kind of thing. So we, we pray in public all the time. And the, the goal is private prayer as well. We want our public prayer to flow from our private private prayer. And so we want to be spending time with the Lord. I mean, clearly, we want to know God, walk with Him before God and men humbly. And so pastors, don't neglect prayer 
prayer is mentioned before ministry of the word. Although ministry of the word is mentioned twice, prayer in this verse is mentioned before ministry of the word. And so there's a lot of great things that you can do. There's a lot of great things that people are going to assign to you as you're walking in pastoral ministry and living this stuff out. And if those things are getting in the way of prayer and ministry of the word, this is a, a call to delegation. Get things done. And sometimes you have to get things done through people that are better equipped to handle those things in the church. And so delegation is not a pushing away of responsibility. Actually, delegation is a part of our responsibility in pastoral ministry. We have to be delegators or this stuff just doesn't get done. It's not an option for this widow, for these widows to be neglected in the daily distribution. That's not an option. They have to be taken care of, but they just can't be taken care of by the apostles. So they got to be devoted to prayer and ministry of the word. Now, ministry of the word. When we are ministering with the word, we minister with the word in our homes. We talked about this last week, manage your household well. So first and foremost, we, we are, are teaching the Bible in our homes. We are discipling with the Bible in our homes. We're evangelizing with the Bible in our homes. We are doing ministry of the word in our homes. And then beyond that, within the church, we are preparing to preach every week. We are not preaching somebody else's sermons. I, for the life of me, cannot understand the whole Ed Litton thing. I, I just I don't understand how that became a thing where you can just do the work, uh, let somebody else do the work of a particular text, do, so, do their study, and then you take their study and take their notes and take their all their illustrations and all that kind of stuff and then just preach that. That is not faithful ministry. It's not faithful preaching, and it's not being a minister of the Word. And so, friends, you have to do the work every single week. Opening your Bible. This week, I know that I'm finishing up, or I'm actually starting First Peter, uh, First Peter chapter 4. That means that this week, nobody else will see this. My wife and my kids will know it, but I'll be down here, and I'll be going through First Peter chapter 4, and I'm just going to be going through it over and over again. I'm going to be making notes on it. I'm going to be going to commentaries about it. I'm going to be praying about it, working through it, building an outline, and then preaching it. And the life of a pastor is study, pray, preach. Study, pray, preach. Pray, study, preach. You know, it's not necessarily in a sequential order, but it's repeat. It's repeat every single week. And some guys are doing this Sunday night and Wednesday night as well. But preaching and ministry of the word is our calling. I mean, it's never going away. You know what people are going to do if Christ doesn't return for a thousand years? A thousand years from now, you know what pastors are going to be doing? Well, ministry of the word and prayer. This is not about, ministry is not about innovation. It's not about thinking about the latest strategies to reach everybody here and everybody there. The pastors are in their study and they're studying and they're praying. And certainly they're meeting with people and they're discipling people. That's part of ministry of the word is discipleship. But we do all of this through the word of God. We have to know God's word. We have to preach God's word. We have to disciple with God's word. Okay, so that's preaching. Now, with discipleship, we disciple with God's word. When we church discipline is all about knowing God's word. Uh, discernment is all about knowing God's word. When we're walking with somebody and going through a marriage counseling thing, we're thinking through. We're biblical counselors, okay? We're not secular counselors. We're biblical counselors, and we're thinking in this particular issue. Let's just take marriage problems. Marriage problems are always sin problems, okay? So we've got to be thinking through. Then how are we discipling them through this? How are we calling them to repent according to God's word? And if a husband will do what God has called him to do by the grace of God through the power of the Holy Spirit, and if a wife will do what God has called her to do by the grace of God through the power of the Holy Spirit, that marriage begins to work. When people are willing to repent according to God's word, and we open the Bible and say, listen, here's where you're going wrong here, husband. 
listen, here's where you're going wrong here, wife, according to what God has prescribed, then when repentance happens, when the Holy Spirit brings conviction, and then they make that turn, things get better. We shepherd, we work, we minister with God's word. It's not just about preaching, but it's definitely not less than preaching, but it is more than that. So we're discipling with God's word. So when we're talking about addiction, we're not just talking about addiction, we're talking about sin issues that have to be addressed. We're talking about repentance that's required, not just a class that people need to sit in and say that they're an addict about this substance or that substance or this problem or sin or this issue or whatever. They are in sin and they need to repent of that. And so we've got to counsel with God's word. That's what we have to do. We are devoted to prayer and ministry of the word. Now, this all matters because we've seen a massive wave of people over the last 50 years of pragmatism who have moved away from this central task of pastoral work, of ministry of the word and prayer. Ministry has become so professionalized that it's, I, I think, a rare thing. And I think there are more men. Maybe it's not as rare as I'm, I'm making it sound right now. But it is a popular thing to be an innovator and to be a builder and to be out there in the public eye and not in the closet praying as God would have us pray. And in your bedroom door, whatever it may be, just somewhere where you're praying and you're doing the, the work to be devoted to ministry of the word and prayer. And so, pastors, I want to commission you to this. This is what God has called you to, the work that God has called you to, and it's good work, and we uh, have to be devoted to this. We cannot be distracted with other things. We have to be delegators, and just the commitment to ministry and prayer, I mean, the word and prayer, it's never going away. Okay, guys, thanks so much for listening. I hope you have a great rest of your week, and please consider you know, sharing, subscribing, all that kind of stuff. And if you want a hat or a glass, again, I'll show a picture of that. Reach out to me, and make sure and check out Reformation Coffee. Hope you guys have a great rest of your week.